Welcome to season two of Sadie's Divorced and Happy Podcast, where I talk about life after divorce with a playful, fresh, out-of-the-box perspective. Every episode includes burning questions, spicy conversations, and tips to happiness. Are you ready for an amazing act two? Then join me on today's episode. It's time to get your new beginning started. I am so happy to be with you today. And last week on the first episode of season two, we had such a playful chat on threesomes with my delicious guest, celebrity matchmaker, Mandy Me. If you missed out on that spicy chat, definitely listen in sometime this month. Treat yourself. It is Valentine's Day month after all. Speaking of hearts, you and I, we're going to have a heart to heart today. That's right. You and I have been spending some quality time with each other now, or maybe you're just listening for the first time today. You'll soon learn that I like to be direct. So regardless, you and I today, well, we're going to have a heart to heart. And I am not talking about the chocolate kind. I am talking about the truth telling kind. I know, spicy. So tell me the truth. Do you feel like you are ready to break up? with dating. Maybe you're feeling frustrated with the process and having some dating app fatigue. I mean, all that swiping, it's exhausting. Or, you know, maybe you're continuously going on first dates and leaving very uninspired. I've been there. Maybe you're in that awkward place of limbo where you're not wanting casual, but you don't really know what you want. I've been there too. Or possibly, and this one I can really relate to, you're just too damn busy and you don't have time to prioritize dating. So if you're nodding your head and this is resonating with you, then I must ask you again, is it time for you to break up with dating? You know, just take a break for a season or two or three. Well, my guest today, Stephanie Fabre, did just that and for a year, I know, Right now, you're wanting to know, did she still have sex? Don't worry, I'm going to ask her. I'm going to ask her. But more importantly, she is going to share some tips with you on how to make the most of your dating break and what she learned about herself that led to one hell of a transformation. This young woman, and she's only 24 years old, she has substance for days. So lean in. I mean, I just love the Gen Zs, don't you? I think they are crushing it. They are like blowing it up and they are so good at TikTok. I really need one to coach me because I am not good at TikTok, but that's another story. So if you are ready to break up with dating and discover a new passion, reconnect with yourself, find more purpose outside of romantic relationships, this episode is for you. Now let's start this deliciously inspiring conversation with some burning questions. Burning questions. Let's turn up the heat for 60 seconds. Well, I am so excited to be with Stephanie Fabre, Instagram sensation, model, influencer, and podcaster. And she's only 24 years old. That is delicious. How are you today, Stephanie? I am absolutely fabulous. How are you doing today? I am good. You know, I'm in, as I shared earlier, I'm in Minnesota. And you're in LA, you're a little warmer than I am, but we're going to heat it up with these burning questions. Are you ready? I am ready. Bring it on. Okay. 60 seconds are on the clock and they have been tailored 
just for you. So here we go. Chocolate or roses? Chocolate. What is something Gen Xers need to know about Gen Zs? We choose unconventional career paths, and I think that is really becoming the norm. So I love that. TikTok or Instagram? Definitely TikTok. When I'm by myself, I love to blank. I love to cook. Valentine's Day is? Most likely a waste of time. But for some people, it's an amazing time. So I can see it both ways. I would date an older man if he was really good at communicating. Name something you do that's kind of quirky. Besides filming TikToks by myself for most hours of the day, I think people walking by my window probably really question what's going on, but probably the quirkiest thing right now. What was your shortest date? Less than one hour for sure. What does it mean to glow up? It means to become the best version of yourself, to really try to become the highest version of yourself every single day and just do something small to strive towards doing that. Who is a world leader that you admire and find sexy? A world leader that I find sexy? I would say Mia Hamm. She is just a soccer sensation, um, really paved the way for women's soccer. And I played soccer in college, so definitely a role model for me. And what's your dating purpose? My dating purpose right now is to really learn more about myself through dating and learning what I like and learning what I don't like. Taking a break from dating is amazing because you get to focus on yourself no distractions, no strings attached. Love it. Well, that was sure juicy. Thank you for that. Very spicy fun. I am so excited to have this conversation with you today about taking a break from dating. Hi. I mean, we all have had dating fatigue. No matter what age you're at, you can be a Gen Z, a Gen X. It's it's still a real thing. And so I want to hear your story. I was really intrigued when I saw one of your TikTok videos about a month ago. That's when I met you. I reached out. I said, I need to meet this woman. And I <laughs> loved the video because you showed a clip of yourself before you took the break and then a clip yourself after. And he was like night and day. I mean, talk about a transformation. So I want to know, and I know the listener wants to know what was going on in your life that made you decide I'm going to take a year off from dating. At the time, I was really seeking validation and so many different people and dating around and just having sex and going on so many different dates a week. I talked about that in the first episode of my podcast, you know, just going on a Thursday night hinge hinge date and just not focusing on myself at all. And I was previously, you know, and still healing from trauma. So there was a lot going on in my life at the time that really made me look for happiness in other people because at the time I wasn't able to find happiness in myself. So yes, there was a huge energy shift that happened for me over that year. And I learned so much more about myself within that year than I have ever learned in my entire life. So here, I'm, I'm so curious because I've been divorced for a little over three years now, and I have been ethically non-monogamous. Isn't that a fun term, Stephanie? Ethical ENM, baby. <laughs> you can be that in your 40s, by the way. And I will say, I have learned a lot about myself being ethically non-monogamous, but I have never since my divorce, taken a break from dating. So I am, again, I'm just so curious. Did you just wake up one morning and decide, you know what, I'm so taking a break from dating or was it like a month long debate or like, how did that happen? Were you just committed to a year off? So at the time I actually took 
a trip out to LA. And before that I was living in Boston. And during this trip to LA, I was vlogging myself and really just taking so much time to explore the West coast and just take time for me. And during that long, I think it was like a three week adventure out here was really when I started having these individual moments that I started to realize, Hey, you know, something is not right. I'm not making myself happy. I was going on several dates in LA using Hinge and going on those dates and just being continuously disappointed and how they were going and being almost just feeling used for sex and just feeling so guilty after every single date really made me realize that something needed to change. So I would definitely say it was a collection of moments, individual moments that really were the wake up call. And ultimately I decided that in September of 2020 to stop dating. And at the time, I didn't think it was going to be an entire year, but the more I progressed through it, I was thinking, okay, this will probably end up being a year. And then September, 2021 came around and it was the perfect time to re-enter the, re-enter the dating scene. So the pandemic, <laughs> taking a break from dating, I mean, a lot of big shifts going on in the world for you, especially. And, and um, I have to ask because grief, I mean, when you stopped dating, did you experience some grief? I'm going to guess you did a little bit, like a void in a way or no? Was it just like this relief? How did you feel during that first period, like the first few months of not dating? Yeah. So I think the first month and the first month or two were actually quite easy, I would say, just in terms of I was feeling so done with how I was being treated and just accepting shit that I really just did not deserve at the time. And I think after the two month mark, I could be wrong, but in my head, this is kind of the timeline around like the two month mark was when I started to realize like, oh, I'm starting to crave that attention again. I'm starting to crave that validation because I hadn't gone through, I haven't gone through that, you know, the whole growth journey where I was really feeling the self-love and feeling the self-validation. So I was still at that point that I was looking for other, you know, looking for validation in other people. So yeah, of course I went through some grief. I had sex with someone in January that that was the pivotal moment of kind of my awakening to really realize that things really needed to change. And that was when you were on the dating break or you were not on the dating break? I was on the dating break. So So that was a a reinforcement. It was a reinforcement that I'm on this right path of still taking this break. A hundred percent. I think I did not go on one single date the entire year. It was mostly like I was craving that attention so much that I had a slip up in a way and a lot of doubt, a lot of mistakes really led to my true awakening. Really, if I really think about my, you know, growth journey that year, I really think of it in three stages, which is really, you know, being aware that something was wrong and then going through that, what you just talked about grief, even denial in a little way still, and, um, you know, mistakes. And then the third stage was kind of after I had sex with that person And it was really leading into the true awakening of committing and really fully being self-aware and committed to the process. All right. So I have, I have, I have some curiosity questions. So the first question I have is how did you surround yourself with support? Because I think when we make any major life decision, whether we're going to get a new career or we're going to leave a relationship, we're going to stop dating, we're going to get divorced, whatever you need support. So how did you set yourself up to quote, win in the sense where like I'm making a big decision. I know it's going to be hard for me. 
who who helped you? Because I'm sure you did a lot internally, it sounds like, obviously, but did you have any external support? This is something I talk a lot about on social media because I made the mistake at the time of really isolating myself. You know, I think my family didn't really know what was going on with me and I was very private about that. I just needed to kind of go through things alone with healing and this growth journey. But I also cut out a lot of my friends. Um, There was a moment where I started to realize that the negative energy in my life wasn't just men. Mm -hmm. The negative energy was coming from everything externally, any toxic, toxic negative energy I was letting in. So if you really take away men and dating, you take away the friends support system I was truly isolating for quite a few months. And I talk about that on my podcast a lot about, you know, the importance of community because I've kind of come full circle to really realize that that decision to isolate may have felt right in the moment because I needed to kind of go through that alone internally. But looking back, I really wish I did have a really strong support system because it probably would have made the process so much easier. (laughs) Yeah. I think, you know, when I was going through my divorce, my world became really small because I didn't have the energy to give to a lot of other people because I was so focused on my own survival. So I completely understand that, but I do love how you realize that, yeah, I, you know, it was good that I had that space to myself, but also now in hindsight, it probably would have been helpful to have more support because I think that's important. I think sometimes when we make a decision out of fear or out of shame or what ever, you know, place where we're still healing, we don't really want to talk about it. But actually, once we get through it, we realize, well, maybe it would have been more healing to talk about it sooner than later. Did you yeah. Did you have a, a therapist at all to help you with, with your journey? So I started therapy again in May of 2021. So I've been to therapy several other times in my life. And I'm very open about this because mental health is something that is so Absolutely. important to me. I've struggled with anxiety, depression um, for years now. That really also became an eye-opening moment of when people close to me, um, you know, finally said, hey, um, you know, I think maybe you should go back to therapy. And I think, you know, this isolating and this this whole one-year dating break for you, like I'm sure it's great in your growth, but we can see how your mental health is really deteriorating, deteriorating. So I went back to therapy in May. And that was also a pivotal moment for me. Um, Luckily, I was introduced to an amazing therapist who really just guided me through this journey. And every single week, I just looked forward to therapy. Sometimes I went two times a week. Um, It was pretty intensive for a while to really get back on that right, that right path. You know, in your TikTok videos, I love how you talk about the discovery. Isn't that delicious? The discovery, I call it the honeymoon stage with yourself. Because I know, again, after my divorce, I just fell in love with myself again. And I really saw that happening for you in your TikTok videos. You just were blossoming, taking this space and healing and playing and discovering. So Talk about the discovery. The discovery was hands down one of the most important parts of my journey. There were so many days that every single day, I mean, I was unemployed also for a good portion of that year, um, just with so many different things going on in my professional career with getting laid off and starting a social media agency and losing all my clients. It was super up and down financially. So I had a lot of time to actually focus on myself. And I think everything happens for a reason that... I would wake up and just say, okay, I choose myself today. 
I'm going to go to a restaurant and read or go hiking. I went hiking a lot. I started doing all these new activities. I started to learn how to surf. It was just a great time to explore about more about myself. And I don't think I would have honestly done that if I wasn't unemployed for a good portion of it because I did have a lot of time. And I know that does seem like, you know, a luxury in a way to have so much time back. But the unemployment part also took a huge toll on my mental health. So I think there's just a lot of different factors involved in general. A lot of layers. So talk about the discovery about becoming an influencer (laughs) because it's like a domino effect. You became an influencer and then you started modeling and then podcasts. Like talk about that. That's just so fantastic. Yeah. So when I was unemployed, when I lost all my clients from the social media agency that I built from the ground up. I decided, you know what, I've always felt this, you know, felt being so drawn to social media and I started a YouTube channel. I started vlogging, um, started really focusing on my Instagram growth. And at the time I just remember feeling so uncomfortable on camera. Like I was trying to, I know the feeling (laughs) it was mostly because I hadn't, I wasn't so far along in my growth journey that I still felt like I wasn't supposed to be doing that just yet. And I remember a point where I was like five or six videos deep into my YouTube channel and just saying, you know what, this is not the right place, not the right time. I need to start really focusing on myself a little bit more because I can't pull myself out to the world if I haven't haven't done all of the inner work yet and really diving deeper into my passions because how do I know what my passions are? if I don't take the time to discover that. So modeling actually came shortly after that influencer endeavor for a while of, you know, trying to grow this YouTube YouTube channel. I, I don't even, I just remember one day kind of waking up and just being like, you know, I think modeling is something that I've always loved doing since I was a little kid, love always being in front of the camera. And I just started submitting digitals to a bunch of different agencies and shooting a bunch with photographers. I had all this, you know, time now to really get some great content for my portfolio. And it was actually in July of 2021 that I got signed to a mother agency. So it all kind of happened on its own time and when it was supposed to, when it was supposed to. And do you feel like that that connection between, you know, taking that year off from dating really brought you to that place where you were able to actualize a dream, which was modeling? Do you think that would have happened if you would have kept dating and, you know, the same patterns that you'd been doing prior to taking that time off? No, definitely not. Before taking that year off, I was in a place of intense, you know, feeling of, I don't feel deserving of anything in my life. I don't feel like I deserve to be happy. I don't feel like I'm deserving of success. And on the outside, I looked very put together. On the inside, I was really struggling. So I think we're all pretty good at that. You're not alone with presenting. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Women especially, we're so conditioned to present this, you know, I've it all I have it all together. I think during that year, during that year off though, um, I think everything just happened for a reason and everything led me to these new opportunities that I'm pursuing now because I just spent so much time focusing on myself. And prior to that, I was going on several dates a week. 
putting all of my time and energy into the wrong people, into the wrong things and into the wrong relationships. And that ultimately caused me to spiral downward and being able to take some time away and be alone and find that clarity within meditating and manifesting and journaling. Um, I was really able to come out of it so much stronger. And I think a lot of people can just see that energy shift when they look at old videos of me and videos of me now. That's such a great, cause I was just going to ask you about the transformation. I mean, <laughs> I remember, you know, looking at, I mean, I really, I went down the rabbit hole of your TikTok, Stephanie, I'm just going to own it. I had my Stephanie binge. It was fun. Listener, do it for sure. But when I was on my Stephanie binge, I noticed you have really changed physically. Like your physical appearance is very different pre taking the year off from dating. And, and, and today, I mean, I know we're not on video, but I mean, you were a blondie. You were like a washed out blondie, right? And now you're gorgeous brunette. Thank you. You What what inspired that? There was a lot of physical changes. Um, I think health wise, first of all, like I started cooking every single night. I was so dedicated to really becoming the best version of me, you know, not only mentally and spiritually, but also physically. So I spent so much time working out and really understanding my health and stepping away from dairy. I cut dairy out of my diet and really just focusing on health in general. So I lost quite a bit of weight during that year. To me, that's really more just about eating balanced and like definitely just being the healthiest version of myself. But also in terms of my style and my hair color, I actually dyed my hair for modeling. So um, being blonde, it was pretty competitive to get booked, especially in Los Angeles. So I went brunette and I feel like spiritually, that was kind of my transformation of you are now officially leaving behind the person that you were and you are now stepping into your higher power. So I just feel like when I look at videos of when I was blonde, it feels like an entirely different person. I really don't even relate to that girl anymore. And I think before this journey, I often used to say to myself, you know, people, people can't change. People won't change. But going through this intense journey myself, I think it really takes being so committed and dedicated that you can truly change um, so many different things about you internally and really release all of those limiting beliefs that you once had about yourself and about the world. So definitely a spiritual transformation as well. And speaking of transformation, I bet you date differently now, don't you? Oh, yes. <laughs> I want to hear all about that. I'm a fan no. of dating differently. So how do you date differently, Stephanie? I date differently because I don't waste my time anymore. Um, I really try to learn as much about this person that I'm seeing or starting to talk to in the very early stages because I have a lot going on now. You know, I've, I've embarked on this very... Um, interesting, unconventional career path that takes a lot of my time. And, you know, I've been through all of the different red flags before that um, seeing a deal breaker now, I can identify it pretty quick. And although dating is always going to be trial and error, I'm at this point where um, if I do see a deal breaker, it's not... What's a deal breaker for you now that maybe wasn't before? Yeah, I would say communication. Um, Someone needs to really be a strong communicator and be very open and honest and genuine and um, communicate in a timely manner. I think communication for me is like, especially as an Aries, as an extrovert, it's 
extremely important to me. So definitely it's like the first thing I kind of ask someone when I'm getting to know them, like, Hey, like, you know, so uh, what does your week look like? You know, and just like seeing how they communicate with me over the first few days. And if it's kind of lacking or if it's just like very inconsistent. Yeah. I see patterns pretty quick now. So I think just being aware and mindful that those things might pop up. And what are you telling, uh, I don't know if you date men or women, but what are you telling on your dates? Like, how are you setting it up so your date knows what you want? Like, how is that different now? How are you presenting differently? Yeah, so one of the conversations I had with my therapist was that, um, you know, we were talking about dating again and what that would look like. And well, first of all, she asked me, you know, what is your purpose for dating? You know, why are you dating? And I said, you know, I I really don't know. And I took some time, thought about it. And I realized that a big part of why I'm dating now is to discover my deal breakers, but also my must haves, you know, what are things that I I must have in a partner? Um, So when I show up on these dates, um, one thing that my therapist told me was, um, you are interviewing them, you know, you are in the driver's seat of your own life. And I say this all the time, my podcast, but truthfully, I would go on dates, you know, a year ago, two years ago, and just try as much as I could to impress the other person. And I'm in this place in my life now where, you know, I think I know my worth and I really just, I'm interviewing them in a way that I want to know whether that they would be a good fit in my life or not. And um, I no longer, you know, live by this of like, just trying to impress every single person that comes by me. Not not needing everyone to like you. Yeah, I think because I already like myself. Right. So I I, I just need to know if you are going to have the things that I'm looking for and vice versa, because I don't want to waste your time. You know, you shouldn't waste my time. And I loved in your, uh, one of your TikTok videos, how you said that you took the year off, you did it for the girl who needed healing, but she didn't even know she needed it. I love that. So yeah. for the listener who, who maybe is a Gen Xer or a millennial or Gen Z, I'm going to believe I have Gen Z's listening to my show. Why not? Especially with you as my guest for this episode. So what are the tips for the listener today who is ready to take a break from dating, feeling dating fatigue is resonating with your story. What are your tips for the listener on how to go about that? Yeah. So I say all the time, don't set restrictions on it. I think for me, I went in very open-minded with you know, still flirting with some people at times. And like I said, I had sex with someone during kind of the middle of it. And the reason why I say that is don't focus so much on the restrictions because that's where your focus will go. If you shift the focus back to you, you will no longer feel the need to focus on those things because it will just be about you naturally. So I think focus on the natural progression of turning away from looking for validation in others to validating yourself. And those restrictions will no longer be in your mind. Um, Other than that, I think just taking the time to invest in yourself, um, whether that is in your career, um, spiritually, in your personal relationship with your family and your friends. Um, I was able to really strengthen a lot of my family relationships as well. I think those were being neglected for so long um, because of, you know, where I was at with my healing journey and 
the place I was in at the time. So invest in yourself, take that time out of your day, whether you work full-time, whether you work part-time to really put yourself in the best position for your future self. And you also talked about taking yourself on dates. And I have to ask, I just have to ask, how did you, I mean, did you have some great solo play? I'm all about solo play. I am not, I am not shy about that. If you know anything about me, I am all about the solo play. So you maybe had some good solo play for a year. I hope so. Please. Oh please. yeah. Okay, good. Yes. Yes, of course. <laughs> took yourself on some dates. Yes, I took myself on so many dates. I would physically book a reservation, okay. get all dressed up. Love it. Makeup, hair curls, everything. And I would bring my laptop, bring my book. I was reading reading this like manifestation book at the time. And I just remember coming to this Italian restaurant every single week that they would just know me my know me by name. Oh, and I love it. whenever I'd walk in, they're like, oh, like do you want the same old table? Yes, I would. So I would just say, you know, reframe the way that you look at dates because it doesn't have to be someone doesn't always have to be with you. And I think for a long time. I also was so afraid to go out in public alone. Um, And a big part of my year shift was also a lot about um, going out in public and just embracing being alone. You know, like I don't need to be with my girlfriends all the time. I don't need to be with a guy all the time. This is me. I am confident and powerful the way I am. I don't need to constantly be with other people. Well, I love how you took a break from dating, discovered yourself, reclaimed your power, had such a beautiful transformation. And now you are also doing a podcast and so many fantastic things. How can the listener learn more about all of that, Stephanie? Yes. So I have a podcast called Actually You Can on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And if you can't find the link to it, even though you should just be able to type it in, you can go to my Instagram, which is at Steph Fabry, S-T-E-P-H-F-A-B-R-Y. And you can find me on TikTok as well, which is at Stephanie Fabry, S-T-E-P-H-A-N-I-E-F-A-B-R-Y. Well, I am ready to take myself out on a date after this conversation. I'm going to have a delicious uh, something chocolatey and fun for Valentine's. So thank you so much for your story today. Such an inspiration. Thank you. It was great to be here and so glad that we were able to connect. Well, wasn't that such a brave and bold chat? I just, I just love that Stephanie, just so authentic and passionate and she's only 24. I know. Amazing. So wise. So be sure to follow Stephanie on social media and you can listen to her podcast for more tips and inspiration when it comes to taking a break from dating. And of course, all that information is in the show notes. Are you putting it out there and not even getting a nibble? No, I'm not talking about your love life. I'm talking about your social media marketing life. Let me introduce you to Susan Murphy, the humane marketer. Susan gives small businesses, authors, and podcasters like me a big presence on the internet. So stop doing it all by yourself and let the humane marketer bring the shine. Contact humanemarketer at gmail.com or visit www.thehumanemarketer.com and be memorable. Now back to the show. Well, all of this conversation about self-discovery and transformation and heart-to-heart chats is making me feel especially happy, which makes it the perfect time to share a tip to happiness with you. Say these tips to happiness. 
Every week I share a tip to happiness in my episodes. And this week I'm also wanting to share that you can now download my top eight, yes, eight, tips to happiness on my website, divorcedandhappy.net. You'll find it right in the center of the homepage and it's free. So find some free happy on my website this week, divorcedandhappy.net. This week my tip to happiness is acceptance. I mean, we all know it is so easy to resist what we really need to do, right? You know what I'm talking about? Like, eh, you know, get divorced, been there, maybe you have too. And instead, there is so much happiness, I've discovered at least, and freedom when we can just accept our situation. It might not be what we really want, but there is, there's happiness and there is freedom and acceptance and doing what we know is best for our well-being. So this week we're going to focus on acceptance. And instead of fighting your dating fatigue and going on a bumble binge, which you and I both know never leads to any good outcome, mm, never, I want you to lean in and I want you to accept that this is where you're at when it comes to dating. I don't want you to judge it or give it too much power. Just accept that taking a break right now from dating or whatever you need to take a break from is where you're at. And when you start to panic because you're not swiping on those apps anymore and getting your hit of dopamine, I mean, we all love our dopamine, so no judgment from me. I understand. We love the dopamine. But when you're feeling discouraged or stressed or panicked, I want you to listen to this episode again and feel encouraged by Stephanie and her story and all of the adventures and discovery that she had during her year-long hiatus from dating. And this week, again, just practice acceptance. Focus on what you need to do for yourself right now. Maybe you can even try a simple mantra. I'm a fan of mantras. Something just simple like, I accept, I accept. How does that feel? Well, I hope it makes you feel lighter and breezier and, of course, happier. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. And be sure to subscribe, rate, and, of course, review the podcast. And I want you to be part of this playful life after divorce community by following me on Instagram and Facebook at Sadie's Divorced and Happy. Be sure to also visit my website, divorcedandhappy.net to download Sadie's eight tips to happiness. And you'll also find all of my podcast episodes on my website as well. If you found value in today's episode, or if you've been listening to the podcast for some time now, consider being an official sponsor. Just email contact at divorcedandhappy.net to learn more about this this tasty opportunity. And speaking of tasty, you can also treat me to a cup of coffee. It's simple. Just visit buymeacoffee.com backslash Sadie Marie, and you can buy me a cup or two online. And I thank you in advance for your support. Again, I'm your host, Sadie Marie, and I look forward to connecting with you on the next spicy episode. Until then, be sure to treat yourself to some delicious act two fun.